0: down your unders down your unders review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game hosted by adam camilleri art of
1: war
2: down under hello ladies and gentlemen welcome to this episode 62 63 of the art of war down under podcast my name is always adam camilleri i'm joined by two intrepid gentlemen um for this skew list special and uh, I've pulled these two gentlemen together, first because they live close to each other and could probably make the time zone work, but secondly because they are both absolute experts in the terms of SKU, but for different reasons. The First and foremost, we are joined by Mitch P, Mitch Pelham, my brother, my perennial brother from another mother, joining us to talk about SKU List because he is in fact the king of SKU. Hello, brother.
0: Hey, how's it going? Uh, yeah, when it comes to Imperium, if I
2: can take more than three of it at once, I'd like to. It's always great. <laughs> Beautiful. And we're joined by Alex McDougal. Now, the reason I brought Alex on is because he's sitting on a faction. He's a faction specialist for stuff that people consider weak, and therefore, the propensity to have to skew his lists is assumed to be higher. And on top of that, Alex is just an amazing personality, and if I can have him on, I will. Hello, brother. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. It's sunny. It's pleasant. It's For those of us in most of the world using uh, Celsius, it's Cool 18 <laughs> degrees. Oh, it's nice, lovely. That's
0: nice. Exper- like, that's <laughs> like uh, like like like
2: 95, right?
0: No, no that's <laughs> like 60. No, I'm kidding, 60, yeah. I'm yeah.
2: Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for me, that's it's, it's uh, actually probably about the same as it is for you, Alex, except it's like uh, what 10 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday for me, so it'll it'll heat up yeah. a fair bit. But uh, we're here to talk about skew, gentlemen. Now, skew. I just want to talk, define what SKU is before we jump too far into this. And of course, I'm going to get my usual preamble out of the way. I'm going to smash out my 2,000 words a minute to get through all the, the stuff we have to get through beforehand. But this is a two-part podcast. The first part you can find lovingly curated by myself and Seamus, Mr. Ronan, over on uh, the, 40, the Competitive 40K Network, which you can find on all your podcast aggregates, in addition to on YouTube, on the artofwar40k.com you can also find a part two of this which in this will be a bunch of list of questions about skewing lists about how to do them but then we're going to have a bit of a dissection and throwing up list archetypes that different factions may want to pivot into sometime in the future um, you can find that over on Patreon where you can look search for the art of war down under and you can also find us over on the amazing website War 40 kcom where you can purchase the second part of this podcast in addition to the second part of the wonderful and amazing art of war down under and the art of war vanilla wonderful vanilla ice cream art of or flagship whatever you want to call it you can purchase the part two of that one and our show or for a nice lump one click bundle or purchase the one that you please now gentlemen mitch you're on a bunch of things alex you're on a bunch of things mitch tell me about the bunch of things that you're involved with oh man i it's not
0: too many things i guess it's really mainly best in faction the best in faction podcast and uh discord which um i know alex is in i believe adam is in he bounces in and out mm-hmm. um you know how it is uh he's busy so but no um the, those are the main things i do uh, there it's it's mainly just a podcast about breaking down high end competitive 40k in a in a manner that is digestible to the average player and you know the aspiring player and and a lot of focus on how to improve you yourself as a person as well as your game because you know like there there's just a, like the both benefit each other um you know they mm. feed into each other and so we very you know naturally over the years have, have fed into a lot of self-improvement um like focused discussions just because that is how you get better you know as a player is to be a better person too so mm. uh, yeah and yeah. then a uh, charity hammer as well which I, 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 everyone here is an alumni for like it's something we do twice a year now uh, uh, for cancer and for children's hospitals and um, children in battered women's shelters, getting them toys and helped out and, um, yeah, that's the other thing we do. And I, 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 I'm not good at the promotional stuff, as you can tell. That's not where the energy comes in. The energy comes in when we start talking about Dreadnights and stuff. But, uh, yeah,
2: yeah. but Wonderful, wonderful group of uh, gentlemen over in Best New Faction. Incredible advocates for our community. Incredible advocates for doing good in our community. And also for huge, huge proponents of mental health. Men's mental health the, 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 the doesn't really matter. Anybody's mental health. And uh, definitely jump over and support them if you're all interested. Alex, tell us about your things, your bits and your bobs.
1: Uh, I am, obviously one of the coaches for art of war uh specializing specifically with tier knits and gsc but i'll i'll teach anyone anything about warhammer i'm, I'm just that excited uh-huh. about it uh and then also i am sort of alumni sort of uh, attached uh loosely to the play on tabletop team which of course is like the oh, cool. as far as i'm concerned just premier uh battle report.
0: yeah definitely they're in the top tier for, yeah, absolutely. That's right. Like it, y, y, whether or not you want to argue if they're the best, they're in the conversation every time.
2: For sure. Now, gentlemen, we're here to talk about skew. I've got the dictionary definition Google gave me. It. I'm going to read it out to you guys because people might be scratching their head and thought of being like, "What the hell is this? Is this S Q U E? Are we S K E W? What is this word?" Um, it is defined as such: is more developed on one side or in one direction than another, not symmetrical. That is the definition that Google produced. Now, what does that mean, Alex? Extrapolate for that for us. What does that mean in the context of a 40k army or 40k list?
1: Well, if we're going to talk about balance directly with the word that you just uh, used out of the dictionary, uh, if it's a balanced list, it is coming to the table with all the tools that a 40k army could bring in some even manner, uh, an average amount of characters, an average amount of tanks. It would probably look hmm. like an army that you would expect to see on the table. You're like, yeah, there's the big stuff. There's the medium stuff. There's the little stuff. All in yep. sort of yep. even proportions but we're looking at skew in what? which one of those things do we want to choose to take to the extreme. Mm,
2: exactly right. Now, I, I suppose I didn't explain this uh, perfectly at the start of the episode, why we're doing this episode and what we're going to be covering, but we're going to be talking about skewed list in 9th edition because 9th edition comes at players with a lot of unique questions that we haven't exactly had before especially in the mission format and uh the strengths and weaknesses of skew i thought i know this is a topic that has been covered on my podcast before but this is an ever-changing landscape in the the ninth edition meta as this meta develops the reasons to skew and the advantages and disadvantages change in addition the factions that may need to or may not need to change really quickly as well and so here to unpack the pros and cons Um, of that in addition to why you may and may not want to sorry mitch you go
0: so, so, so. Before we do that, let's let's tackle what you just said there. The, you know, depending on the meta, you want to skew in a way. Why do you want to skew in a direction? What causes the skew, right? What what makes the skew advantageous, right? What is what is the meta that makes that advantageous? And I'm gonna, um, hmm. I I don't. If you don't mind, I'm gonna wanna dive into this a little bit, like with the specific list I'm working on right now. Launch. Um, so let's like launch the rocket. Launch. Go for it. Okay. So I'm working on a list right now that is three Talamon, and four to five dreadnights and whatever other points you know can get me. Um it's a hard skew into very tough units with a two up armor save and a four up invo. I have mm-hmm. access to a five up feeling no pain on all of them. I have redeploys, I have a, there's just a lot of things going on there. Why is this skew so effective? This skew is so effective because everyone right now in the meta has to account for Horde Skitari. They have yep. to account for Sisters with lots of bodies. They have to like like and I can go on like there, there's too many armies that count on having a lot of bodies that mm. you have to be prepared for and most armies don't have units that are efficient into everything like the the units that i'm using are
2: uh, and in um, addition there's also so, this back there's also this backhanded bonus to what you're playing as well cuz you have that two up armor save a lot of toughness 6 and toughness 8 but a two up armor save and what you're doing is as well in here and because a lot of people are stacking um if they're, if they're hunting another skew, which might, we're going to talk about, which is the Freebooters Buggy Skew, which is also Toughness 6 with minus 1 damage and a 4-up armor save, you're going to be really pressuring. If people are hunting them with that profile, usually what we'd assume would be, say, an Auto Cannon or an Assault Cannon profile, you're just going to be like, ha, sorry, bruh. Like, not going to not going to see any damage here. Um, it's really quite an interesting position that you've put that list into, an interesting meta to inject it upon. Um, but that but that's
0: precisely the point, right? Is It's exactly. a meta-dependent list. Hmm. If... If, uh, like, MSU with lots of T8 transports, if there was some popular T8 transport that was out there, right, was the thing. Everyone's bringing enough stuff to crack T8 that the Telemons all of a sudden lose significant value. If um, If all of a sudden scouting armies become the meta again... Like the whole list can be very quickly blocked into its deployment zone, and it has a like it can kill a ton of stuff, but it can't necessarily get out of its deployment zone against certain armies if things go back that direction. That's Hmm. not where things are right now, and that's that's the whole point of every like every army you build is meta dependent. But skew lists are specifically looking at what's out there, what's working, what isn't working. You know, so actually, let me let me let me say this differently. the the first thing you look at in a skew list is what is not out there. What is not present. And so with the Telemon and the dread there is not, and there's no one out there outside of like the, the free list and a couple other lists that have enough firepower to just casually pick up dread I mean like lists exist that can do that 100%, but they are not the the norm. Like Mm. if you, if you are being cautious and careful and you have all these redeploys and you have all this flexibility you should be able to control your exposure and that should be less of an issue.
2: Yeah, and that's um, also because we've seen a decline in things like, so I, I'm seeing less and less, you know, three times three, so three times five unit of retributors. I'm seeing more more like two two times five. And the same yeah. can be said for things like chickens. We're no longer seeing three times three chickens. We're seeing, you know, two times three, one times four, et cetera, et cetera. Jumping over to Alex, um, yeah. is, is this a good, it, it, in, in ninth edition um, with things like SKU, how do you, what do you think some of the pros and cons out there?
1: Uh, the pros is that you can have a big meta shift and suddenly your army gets burned. Uh mm. or sorry, the cons, I should say. The cons, I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, <that> I, could... <laughs> I was just you know, using words in a string and it didn't work out. Um, uh, yeah, sometimes you can go, like I have a new codex drops and you go, ooh, well, this list doesn't work anymore because this is going to make mm. the meta swing a certain direction and I've got to hit it really hard. And sometimes if you are trying to be that kind of top player, uh, it can be tough because you might have 50 reps with this list. And they're like, ah, oh, crap, this list is dead. I had to change like really quick and I have to start getting reps in with something else. The pros are, uh, it can sometimes just offer up like the most insane wins. Mm. Uh, you get people that are just going, it might not even be that they get to the table and realize, ooh, I don't have the tools to deal with this because you have skewed. It may also be like, oh, this list is so weird. I don't know how to play. You know, if you, yeah. you play against certain players and they know... I know how to play against Drukari because I see Drukari all the time. Suddenly they're playing against a list that just doesn't exist anywhere else and they don't have the problem-solving skills within the game, especially to discover what I need to do to win in like a two-hour period and you just get the win out of that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, it, it, and when we're talking about skew in the terms of of forty k, we're talking about doubling, tripling, quadrupling down on one element or one profile or one weapon that you can bring in your list that pushes a matchup in your to, a unifying in your theme. Yeah, um, exactly. And so yeah, for your like, for like yours,
0: so, so so there are uh, the, to, to expand on what you're saying really quickly. There are different types of skews of like your skew can be everything in my army auto hits. You know, it's a yeah, flamer yeah, weapon, yeah. right? Yeah. Everything in my army is T8. Everything in my army has a four-up save. Or Because here's the thing about skewing. Skewing isn't necessarily, oh, I've got the best save and I've taken as much of it as possible. It mm. might be, hey, this unit is under It has a four-up. It should yes. have a five-up for the points cost it yes. has. I'm taking 200 of them. And so that four-up is going to pay me back. In thirty wounds on mm-hmm. average every mm-hmm. game because of the that undervalue. Like so, there are different types of excuse. And as we're talking about those large number of models, mm. this is also and in, in, in tying into what Alex said earlier, where the medic and shift and get get really burned, or an FAQ comes out, or a nerf comes out. Mm. Like there, are, like when you're playing a skew, you have to understand you're probably fundamentally leveraging something that should be rebalanced. Um, either that
2: or you are giving up a huge proponent of something else your army can do in order to to function in this one zone in this one sphere exactly Um,
0: yes or you're sacrificing to make it so that you don't give up certain secondaries like there are other ways you can again you can skew so that you give up like the max that anyone can ever get on any killing like secondary against exactly right like that's a type of skew but it, 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 these are all just different strategies and tactics that you bake into your list. And that's really what we're talking about here is this is all list design and teching and understanding um, the difference between de- like defensive checks and offensive checks and and neutralizing checks and and like just some of the different things that you have to go through when you construct a list and, and yeah, when you want to make it do one thing
2: and it's it's an interesting proposition because like you mentioned one thing about the value the kind of the value skew it's kind of a term we may may have even be coined from here because you've seen that a lot in this edition raiders when, when dark elder came out a value skew far too far too under for what you could make them do same thing could be said yep. for uh, Skatari bodies just in general it can pick up or yeah, the, the Codex. <laughs> uh, but we're seeing yeah, it with the Orcs. Codex
0: should have cost five grand. That would have that would have definitely down the uh, dark, uh, the, uh, yeah. the uh, admin players.
2: Yeah, but, but a great the great one is the orc one. I think is the orc one. You look at the orc characters, the smashy orc characters, and they're all like 140 points. You know, for the beast beast boss on rigger sword, 140 points. That's not a value proposition. That guy does exactly as much as he probably should, um, give or take. For uh, yeah. you know, you can only take one or two of. Um, but those buggies there's no freaking way 90 points uh, it like is, or, is or the good. succubi like yeah, succubi, uh... exactly yeah all the the, the scatari marshals probably one of the most erroneous portions that we can just Ooh, put a yeah. finger on 45 yeah. points yeah. gives yeah. you cp back gives you re-rolls into in in two um wound into uh rolling pools you know logi magi all that crazy crap you know he just does so 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 much fall back in He's the shoot etc um and yeah, so there there are these value skews as well, but see the value skews is what the the best armies in the game gets. We're trying to not focus on them because those are kind of self-explanatory. Ah, oh, this thing is good, I must take it. We're trying to give some tools to the people who may be struggling out there. I suppose if we're going to lean it that way a little bit for people out there, I think it'd be a little bit better because um, no one needs to t- no one needs us to tell us that's guitar bodies to good, you know? Well, no, 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 um, no. Well,
0: and 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 we're talking about different types of skews right now. We're, exactly. Like, we're still going over the like so so hordes and the skitari horde is obviously between that and which spam those are two two of the best hordes you could ask for mm. um
2: well so there, but there are a bunch of other like hordes there out are, there
0: Yeah, no they but those are the those are the easy examples to go to but what we, what we were getting at earlier is if you go if you skew too hard that way all of a sudden all it takes is oh no all of a sudden you're all those guys are not two points more or whatever yeah from the next correction and mm. you now own 20% more <laughs> models
2: than you need to well, to ever run t-
0: these these guys again and that sucks and 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 so I, all i'm like if you want to chase the skew dragon through the clouds mm. I, I have ridden it it is great i but i want to warn you about what can happen if you fall off of it
2: exactly because
0: right. it, it you can end up with twenty two Artemia pattern hellhounds. That, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like you know no, I'm just saying, like there there are th- like this is it is not something it is something you are you have to be doing to a certain degree it, for the laughs. Yeah.
1: And, and, very... and
0: if it if it if it bites you in the ass, you're just like, ah, oh, I like this model anyway, that's, or whatever. Yeah, that's the we game like, that's the like, game like, you're playing. If it bites you in yeah, the ass. Oh, yeah. Oh, but, oh, but the up, right this. mindset for skewing is important because I see a lot of people get fall into the trap of they create a skew list and they do all this math and like nothing can beat this i can kill i can kill three Mortys. turn one blah blah blah, blah. And it's like cool and it's like oh they they move block you because they went first yeah. oh you lose okay like none like, of that there, math is there, yeah yeah like like there is this there is this uh kind of like narrowing a viewpoint that can happen when you're trying to create a skew list where you think you're invincible. And every time I promise you like 99 times out of a hundred, you will get smacked back down. You're like, all right, no, this is good it's not invincible but it's mm. good so that's always something to be careful of with skew skew the math skews with the skew but but that math is not reality you need to play the games
2: to see if you, it's yeah. actually as good as you yeah. think it is. you can have the best math and in so the world but if you, if you can't bring it to bear it's 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 pointless yeah yeah, yeah. so um, alex what are some examples anyway, of no, you're good. what are some examples just off the top of your head of different types of skew? We covered a bit like the the value skew because but you know, F, stuff that, we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about that. What are some different types, you because know, there's horde, there's blah blah blah. Real sum up for us. Uh,
1: well I think Mitch is definitely playing one right now, which is like ultra defensive. The entire army is T eight, two plus, four plus, or T six or whatever. So you get into a skew where you go like, I'm going to kind of get to play with my tools the entire game because they're just not yep. going to die. Uh, Tao did yep. that for a while. Triple riptide with a, just a mm. buttload of load uh, of uh, shield drones. Uh, yeah. The plague bearer list, the like 90 plague bearer list was a very good, uh, like we're just all in on defense. I will continue to play the game even when you can't just because I'm yeah. not going to lose any of my stuff. Um, there so can be uh, ones where you dominate the psychic phase because uh, yep. that, we're not in a situation right now where the top armies are psychic powerhouses. The top armies actually almost are no psychic at all. If we're looking at Sisters, Trikari and Admak, there's no mm-hmm. psychic to speak of. But if you start getting these armies that start to rise up in the in the tier list, if you will, um, that are Psychic, there's just, they're just, like a smattering of it. If you go super hard into it, you might just get some wins because you go, no, i got to shut your entire Psychic phase down mm-hmm. and I have mm-hmm. so much resources in that field that you can't stop mine. So I get to play the phase and you don't get to play that phase anymore.
2: Yeah, yeah, spot on. Um, and I liked it. So the, the first three you broke down w- would come under kind of an umbrella of like a durability skew. You, you, mm-hmm. Durability by dint of high toughness, durability by dint of... Model count, wound count, um, and I, I suppose that, that's if you wanted to put those umbrellas on things, you could have another one uh, as an aggressive skew. Which I think you remember, remember um, the not the last eighth edition LVO, the one where Manny Chima bought that um, that revolting imperial fist army. Yep. Which, is, which is all, all artillery all all line her, of sight. Yeah. that's it that's an offensive skew that's an offensive skew that has just by default has this little bit of durability built into it because you, you can just stay out a line of sight when you when you produce your math you lay down your math upon your opponent they must just cop it um but are there some more so, are there other 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 offensive archetypes out there or skew by default looking for durability do you think
0: so there there absolutely are um the, uh so the um the 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 uh, the offensive skew i would say is that's the that's also like the list i'm running that mm. it's very offensive i i have a i have a scout move for two dread knights if i go first like the tell if you give me you nothing know, to shoot at the telemon advance so they're they're yep. you know 12 inches plus in, um, pretty consistently. There's just, it's so aggressive and it's so much pressure from everywhere all the time. Um, it, it's very hard for people to keep up with. Um, the other skew, I would say, is like 30 infiltrators for yep. uh, if you're playing Admech. That's a yep. that's an example. I mean obviously very good army, very good unit, but um that's that's an example of skewing in Admec where if you go first you win. If you go first you win. Yeah. If you go first yeah. you win. Like, it, like when you skew that hard, like that that's the thing is that's what that specific skew does. It's going hmm. second, you you could
2: totally lose, but but first you win 99% of yes. the time. Yes. It's all so uh, it, this is the GSC. I'm going to check my thinking and run it past you guys. It's, um, I'll put this to Alex first. It's almost as if if, if your faction is struggling, you want to start by looking for a defensive skew. You want to start looking for a durability skew. Just by dint of the fact, if you are a struggling faction, you need to maintain presence in the game in order to maintain a board state. Um, whereas if you are... The offensive skew doesn't seem to be restricted to only people playing with good codexes. I, I but it do seems have to another be,
0: type of skew for you.
2: Yeah? Um, an
0: interference skew.
2: As in just like a Darn. techie techie no, nuanced no, annoying. No bag of tricks. No, um
0: guard. So uh, uh, Matthew Riley, uh, I played against him at the um, uh, Harbor Heresy. He had 10 guard squads that he can just move, move, move. move, move and move. all it does is interfere. Yeah. It, it, yeah. The, the, but the, his whole army was, I mean, he had mana cores and other things. It was more, it was a more balanced list, but you can take something like guard or like there's a few armies that can really have a lot of movement shenanigans mm. um, where you can just all your, your entire game is, I'm going to win the primary 100% yep. of the time. And I'm going to
2: interfere with you getting it at all. Yeah. That, yeah. that was that was that's like, the so, whole game plan. Yeah. It's like a certainty for the
1: list. it. was yeah. To
2: say. It. Yeah. So, you go, Alex? So, uh, like, in, yeah. interference stuff. Sorry, go ahead. Go, go, yeah. No, no, no. no the, go
1: the Tyranid stuff is kind of doing the same thing, where uh, I do not have the durability, uh, regardless mm. of which direction I go, whether it's board yeah. or uh, Monster Mash. <laughs> so, my my thing, basically, we're, like, we're really going to get into the technical side of it. The, the skew that my list has with Tyranids is speed. I will be so mm. fast, I will be interfering with you from a million miles away, and everything else is so quick that I will just bounce between pieces of terrain like a lot of the times most armies go like well you know at some point i have to show my face but i don't i will just throw my models from infinity inches away from yeah. one piece of terrain of an next it's true it's about 30 easy mm. every time yeah like half the army will move 20 plus which yes. is just ridiculous considering there's no jet blakes in that
2: list. Now I wanna I wanna counter this little skew discu discussion because that's a skew based on mission format, isn't it? It's not based inherently on uh, meta metaverse versus meta like list versus list. You're like true. Oh, well if I put if I put this next through the next filter of how do I go about scoring points, because in ideally you're skewing for the whole purpose of trying to get closer to winning a game. Like you're not skewing mm-hmm. you know I mean a Mitch might skew just no, for the like, hell of it for the lulls and be like, ha, this is just yeah, how definitely. my enjoyment is my enjoyment is yeah. more. But for us laymans out here, We're skewing because we want to get closer to that victory. Um, and, then, and then that victory has to go through a mission a subset a, a terms and conditions upon the field of battle and um, you're exactly right if you can't survive if you can't survive long enough to score points make sure your opponent doesn't score enough points um, and yeah. so it's it's a nice little a nice little skew on top of a skew and this is the thing that, that when we want to talk about this there are a lot of layers to go through when we when we chat about this because inherently ninth edition tells you and the missions in, in themselves skew armies in certain directions we've seen it with everything except for ADMEC so far. Every top army in the game has wholesale skewed to MSU as the primary mode of play the primary successful mode of play. and Admech is yeah. on its way, it's not quite there yet. But, um, Admek is still like I mean, Chamber is playing at the LGT L- right now with 100 <coughs> Qatari bodies and six planes. That's it, you know, that's a skew. Um, but, um, so do you think inherently in ninth edition, well, that's it,
0: a that's a, t- that's a twin skew, so that's very much is, like yeah. the Castellan, uh, um, Hellhound, uh, list yeah. they used to run, and, that, and that's because you're, you're skewing in two different directions where you're like, you, you can't kill both of these. Yes,
2: you know, in the turns you need to. So I'm going to get to do something I want to do. And on top of that, they're complimentary because those try trying to if if he doesn't want you to charge his bricks, six planes is going to stop you from charging his bricks. Yep. Especially six planes, yep. the bloody double pivot for some bloody reason. Um, uh, they're just going to get in the way and stop you. Archaeocopters, from dude. It, oh, they're they're, just, they're, they're
0: powered by fr- the love of Frank Herbert, and you know, <laughs> yeah. um, may, may may he rest in peace. Uh, but he, his his love allows them to pivot twice, and yeah. I don't his think love- we should question that. I think we should just praise the messiah, rub uh, some oils on our um, computers to make sure that they they don't rebel or report us to any inquisitorial yeah. staff,
2: and just keep on going. Love it, the, f- the Frank Herbert second second pivot, um, Alex. You're, That's playing the f- You're playing a machine spirit. You are playing a faction that is not doing so good right now, to put it to put it lightly. Um and so you you by dint have just said, I do not have I do not have the durability in these books that I inhabit does not have enough durability to make a difference here. So how did you come to the conclusion that hampering hampering their uh their point score was the best way forward?
1: Uh a pretty simple decision. I looked at what I could put on an objective to hold it and went, nothing's gonna ever survive. Well, I better make sure that I'm using my models to prevent them from getting primary rather than spending yep. it attempting to Two. keep my own primary. Memory.
2: now so, there are there are there aren't many armies that can do it as well as your factions but no. please reel off the enablers that make you able to do it because there are some available out there like necrons have a scout move that can place them in positions to, to dump onto objective mm-hmm. bodies so yeah tell us the enablers so people can look through their
1: factions and see if they've got similarities i have uh speed boosts coming from three different sources so i have a stratagem that is a double move, and that includes advances. So you can just move your guys like 20 inches plus, no problem. Uh, I have a double your advance, and I have a double, a second move out of the Swarm Lord. So all three of those can be used independently or in tandem. Uh, I have a spell that will allow me to advance a charge. I also have a move after the fight phase if I've killed something in combat. So yeah, I can overrun. constantly keep altering exactly where my stuff is going to be depending on success as well. I don't just have to go, like, ah, oh, well, away they go like we can go that was a pretty good advanced run okay uh well we'll move that one again with the swarm lord and oh they got the kill cool i'm gonna use overrun and i'm gonna move again so i can constantly keep altering where i'm going to be and be very safe with it so when I'm it's thinking a, a, about how I'm gonna get places, I have all sorts of outs. So if you can make your move reliable, where you're not like, oh, if I roll one to advance, I'm really screwed. Man, it's it's you can really do some stuff with that.
2: You no, know, it's interesting you came to that conclusion as well, because that's it's it's not exactly new, but it's not something that's ever been defined as as you've probably put it here. Um, because essentially Yanari in eighth edition was exactly the same thing, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. They'd, they'd, send, they'd send out the, spe- the the spears to disrupt, to get in the way, to deny points. Take a chunk of flesh, and then uh, do everything in their power to not be traded, to not be not be taken in return. Now, you, you <laughs> but you are of the opinion that you don't, know, you no longer have the ability to not be traded, right? You, you just don't have that level yet. It's just like um, I, I have I'm, to, I have to give it up, but I can put them exactly where I need them.
1: Yeah, I have one unit out of all those different moves and kind of my abilities to interact with the board. I have one move that can make it so that I don't get interacted with in their turn, mm. and that's that's overrun. That's the kill and the yep. run away. I may be able to run behind a piece of terrain that will give me safety, but most of the time. I'm, yeah, I'm just moving something to where it's going to die. If I get lucky, hmm. um, really, what I'm doing with this movement, this skew everything into movement, and as this is also going back to us talking about the MSU stuff, is the game requires you to perform actions. Yes. Er, Let's look at everything as an action. Movement is an action. Shooting is an action. So on and so forth.
2: That's... It's almost like you're a coach. It's almost like you do this <laughs> like often or something. <laughs>
1: <Sorry>. <laughs> that that singular action of I must do banners or rod or something like that. That takes away all of your other actions. So what what way can we try and lump things together? That I am skewing speed so that I can make one unit do essentially four actions, even though I never got to mm. engage with my opponent. The mm-hmm. action of move blocking, the action of engaging all fronts by getting into another quarter, the action of uh, retrieve Octarius data, and Uh, let's see, what else can we fit in there? Uh, Stealing primary. So technically, we've kind of performed four different actions with one unit. I got your primary, I got engage points, I got rod points. Mm. And you can't move past them. Awesome. They're going to die. But they were going to die anyway. They were 60 points of Hormagons. They're just toast. Exactly. So let's throw them in my opponent's face, maximize the amount of actions I can get out of them, and you know what? You are going to kill them anyway. So
0: I I, uh, capitalize with my list in... uh action economy by the fact that psychic actions don't stop you from doing anything else.
1: Yes.
2: Beautiful. Well and well
0: well pointed out as well. Can you can you build upon that? So with the five dread knights or the different variants where it's a chaplain <laughs> and four dreadnights, all the different things, like you have you have dread knights that all are all psychers so you can they all like so when you pick pierce the veil and they all have teleports like if your opponent can't guard a, like a long board edge like you could or or if it's a, like one of the diagonal starting ones you can literally just walk over and be like cool
2: oh hey you know this is neat eight points mm. that feels good in, in addition to that the <laughs> profiles of the profiles of weapons that you are bringing in that list are very good at picking up yep. other people's objective holders just by default Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, if uh, I'd love to see what happened if you guys if you guys played each other, but I hear you played a similar list to what Alex is uh, is hanging with at the moment. Anyway, we might get you to talk about that in part two. But uh, it's interesting to see these concepts collide and see which archetype you know comes out on top. Because uh, I do think it, Ninth Edition is really still coalescing it's it's almost like that that skew that we're talking about the disruption one could almost be called dynamics You're going to a dynamic skew you want to be flexible like water be able to inhabit any part of the board at any point of the game um it's interesting are, are you actually leveraging any of like cult ambush or anything like that to do any of your work as well oh yeah because absolutely. there, is, there, is, there, there is, it is yeah fantastic because you, you don't have to just do these things while, by deploying something on the table there's stuff the imperial guard have to deep strike um, within five inches uh, etc or getting out of valkyries whatnot there's stuff like like double moving from a Chimera as well is technically not on the board. There's also like exactly this whole suite of special rules that no one's ever heard of anymore. For for Chain Steel Cult because mm-hmm. it just you know Marine said no in Eighth Edition and everyone's just completely forgot you they didn't exist. even cover Crusaders exactly uh, Yeah. spot on like because there's so many so many of these little tools uh, available to people who may have struggling codexes right now
0: so fun fact for everyone out there go look at your faqs everything the faqing the crusaders abilities for their acts of faith has been removed so they have their old Yikes. acts of faith where Yikes. they can just move at the beginning of the turn or fight mm-hmm. or um i don't yeah i don't remember the other one but yeah oh they can
2: bring a guy back yeah amazing amazing Amazing, 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 um and GW needs to get on top of that. <laughs> but naturally, Mitch is well and truly um, all over that stuff. So a fun, a fun rules
0: loophole. So. The FAQ for Storm Shields is for, for the equipment. Uh, any any models equipped with Storm Shields? Yep. Crusaders are not equipped with Storm Shields. They're oh, only equipped with Jesus. Power Sword. Oh, no. They have a special ability called Storm Shield, which oh, gives no. them a three-up and vulnerable save. Oh. And the way that the FAQ has been done, it does nothing to fix that.
2: Please consult your TO before taking or denying the advice of Mitch Pelham on the... Yeah, I- so I- so <laughs> always the ask
1: first. Always ask first. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, no, yeah. they have
0: no they only have a power sword. That is the only listed, listed on their profile.
2: I I even remember that, thinking scratching my head at that one like a year ago. Um sorry? The
1: uh other one that I think is another skew that we can talk about, and it's one that used to be very popular and has kind of died off, is the skew of just non-interaction. And that was yes. embodied the biggest uh in my opinion with flyer lists. When it was yeah. like that, I mean people at one point. This is something that people don't even remember anymore, but there was like a nine flyer list, which oh, is No, 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 no. Stupid. I,
0: I created it. <laughs> it was the 11. Elbow? 11 flyers.
1: There was an 11 uh, flyer list. Yeah, you don't get to elbow play the, with the game the with me. elbow one. Get, yeah, you don't get to charge me. You're shooting out. No, mine was a bunch is of love one. Yeah, so I will play the game, and you just... Unless you brought a very unique specific list, you just don't get to play the list. We saw that in older editions as well, but it was usually even more problematic. It has stuff like invisibility and like attaching every character into one squad. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose we have that at the moment in the
2: game, but but for a different reason. We have people who are unwilling to take risk because there's no reward for it in the in the mission pack that we currently play. But you're absolutely right. That, that pure non-interactive skew, like not not when well, you look at you look at people say, oh, non-interactive, non-interactive. But at least we're still playing with an army that looks like an army. Army. you know dark elder mm. is not interactive because it doesn't need to you can score its points just by being threatening same for sisters in a lot of ways um but they still have an army it looks like an army you're talking about something that is an archetype of Hey, you can't do anything about this, so I'm gonna take as much of it as I can. Um, and yeah, I, I you're absolutely right. The the flies was a perfect example. Um, another example was the plague bearers you put up. There were some armies like I mean, I played I played uh, WTC that year, uh, where with the plague bearers were everywhere, and I played in the singles, I played against 250 plague bearers. I was playing Tau mm-hmm. with like triple riptide and two units of broadsides. I couldn't do a damn thing because he just ran up, wrapped no, all my stuff. Just and the whole, to play the game. Yeah, turn two, the whole board was plague bearers. The whole board, the whole board was plague bearers, and so therefore you just don't get to play anymore you, as soon as you tap the towel I'm cool. i cool i don't get to play the shooting phase i now get to play the, the fight phase and not a movement phase because i can't fall back and you know the game's over and so you, you can do that like that fly list was denying your opponent phases in which they could interact and I suppose you can see that a lot hordes list can like I said just push that on your opponent and you can do that by the uh, so the dynamic skew that you were talking about Alex with uh, pivoting from the back throwing things from the back line into the forward line just to disrupt points costs and, mm-hmm. and score points on the way in um, but yeah are there any other example I mean to hell Mitch the, the list you're talking about triple telemons is is that as well Um, you have to have such a specific subset of tools and weapon profiles in the right numbers to have a chance to knock down three telemons in a game as as it is, let alone with all the dread knights on top. Um, is that something you think you're buying into as well?
0: Oh yeah, no, that's, that's the sauce, right? Like, like the, the five dread knights I, everyone is hot on now. Um, mm. I love how everyone called it a meme at first. And I was like, no, no, no guys. Like this is, these are great. Like I don't, there's no downside to this. They just don't die and murder everything. Mm. um, but no the uh, the Telemon make it so that you can really force issues and you can hide your dread Knights you can afford to project firepower without losing maybe the slightly more fragile or a wounded dread Knight. you can be like cool, you're gonna hang back because I need you for later hmm. you know for the next turn's push because dread Knights oh, like degraded all the way down still move five
2: exactly yeah. They like it's a on, normal dreadnought. They still well, hit on twos, man. Yeah. They still hit on twos. Or threes. Depending or threes. if you are grandmaster yeah. or not. Yeah. Uh, so the, so shoot, the shooting, the shooting doesn't degrade yeah. at all, does it? And their no, no phase the shooting degrades. Okay, the shooting skill,
0: degrades. The weapon skill does not degrade, um, which is better, in my opinion. Um, because usually when someone's trying to finish off a dreadnought, it's in combat. It is not in shooting. Mm. Um, you, know, they, you, you will get them down in shooting, but they, that's usually not enough to kill them. And so you end up doing more yeah. or having
2: to do more it's just such an interesting prospect as well like you're marching three telemons into their face and just hide the dread knights uh, then people have to bring out their anti-tank yeah. to kill the telemons the dread knights kill the anti-tank and the game's over because you can no longer contest yep. the five dread knights um yeah because you have to deal with the telemon if i if i force exactly. the issue and, and they're yeah. always going to force the issue yeah and because you can't not you can't not it's all, it, I, I, when you showed me that list i'm like this is just a better night list this is just a better knights list. It's kind of disgusting because they just what if you could yeah. take your knights
1: list and split all your knights into two knights and only yep. lose a little bit of your durability <laughs>
2: yeah yeah exactly well a better a better armor save, better default invuln save exactly. more dynamic technically, two dread knights is better in combat than one knight um and better at shooting for some reason because you've got more applicable buffs like got, you actually have rerolls to apply and things um where they have to take a damn preceptor to give it to damn Almagers rather than, you know, a crusader giving it to a warden or something. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. There's a, a lot of different ways you can look at things. Now we, we want, I'll, one of the big topics we're going to talk about here, and maybe we'll stick on this until the end of the show, when to start skewing your lists. In the lifetime of a faction, when do you get a point or when can you make a meta call that my faction has <coughs> diminished enough in this environment that I need to start pushing the envelope in a certain direction? Um, there's a lot of great examples in the meta at the moment. I think I think there's a lot of the languishing 8th edition codexes. Um, guard, you know yourself, and all, e- literally everything everything you play, Alex. <laughs> everything you play could be in this <laughs> position. Um, uh, Tau, definitely. Necrons is... Interesting one we might unpack as well uh, when we get past things. But how do you call it? How do you make a, a, a look yourself in the mirror? And I'm like, it's time nine Lehman Russes. You know? How do you make that? How do you make that value judgment?
1: Typically speaking, uh, my decision to start really skewing is when I realize that there is one or two factions. I just cannot beat. Period. Yep. Uh If I'm playing, you know, players that I consider top caliber, and they're playing Drakkar or Admek, I can't beat that. I just can't. Mm. Uh, so I we ignore it. We go. Okay. I'm not going to pay attention to that anymore. No matter how hard I would were to skew, I will not beat those lists. So I will skew almost away from those lists, and I will skew to beat the rest of the pack. That's typically mm. when I start to think about like, okay, I'm going to start tweaking my list in certain directions.
2: Yeah, so you look at the top of the pile and being like, there's literally nothing in my tool set that will contend there. So let's make that, that's no longer relevant. It's not, because there's nothing I can do. I can no, I no longer have to stress about it because it's out of my control because um, yeah. it's beyond, beyond the bounds of what I have available. And so you look at the things that you can control, the things you can play into. And then, and then what do you do? Like what, what you, do you look at the, the things that you can do that they can't? Do you look at the things that the profiles you possess that they may struggle into where's the where's the the next step uh
1: in in, in prior editions i would probably start to hunt for yeah profiles that people were not particularly good at in eighth I went very deep into horde um yep and horde that I could hide like using GSC so I could deep strike in and I'll have to have be on the board. Uh in ninth edition you are constantly forced to be doing actions. So the the skew the path that I've taken has just been what are my best units at scoring me the points and denying my opponent points. I have a pyrovore in my list. Yeah boy. Pyrovores are 28 points but the infantry and it's just so good. <laughs> Yeah, a good at a of do, Yeah, does a power do anything like combat wise? No, it's like a crappy heavy flamer. It it doesn't even have the range of a heavy flamer anymore. Is he good in combat? No, he's got two attacks, nope. <laughs> but he's twenty eight points. He exists and he can go hold an objective and do broad. That's and what do strikers. for me. Deep yeah, exactly. Mm. Yep. And everyone should be looking for those kind of things. Things where you're like, okay, stats wise on paper, these things are garbage. Uh, but they are throwaway units that can go get me points.
2: Yep. They have to have a job. Yeah. In a skewed list like the ones you take, Alex, how many points do you allocate in a list for things like that, things of that ilk? Oh, man. Uh, like, what is, the, what is the percentage of a 2,000-point list that you want to just be, you know, action doers, points getters?
1: Hopefully... I can keep it under about four hundred. The um, hard part is that yeah. when you are playing one of the weaker codexes, uh, you you really do have to maximize your ability to do you know the rest of the game, kill your opponent, mm-hmm. you, yeah. you know, do, deal some damage. Uh, I will only survive till the end of the game if I've done something fairly crippling to my opponent. Uh, mm-hmm. So I really am looking for the cheapest action doers possible. But it's still yeah. reasonably high. Like if I'm thinking about my list, I've got the Megas, who's mostly just an activator for having the uh, rest of the GSC in my list. Uh, and then I've got about usually 100 to 150 points of Acolytes in minimum squads. I usually consider one of my Hormorgaunt squads, just like total, like go do the thing and then die. Uh, yeah. I've got a Lictor and a Power board so I'm lucky mm-hmm. in the sense that my stuff is quite cheap because I can do a single Lifter, a single Pyro Ward so I can save a lot of money that way, but yeah mm-hmm. it's about 300 to 400 points that does literally zero damage and just exists mm. to go and get me points
2: um, now you're, Are you taking those as Kraken as well, just because you, so you have a little bit extra, oh, yeah. extra ability to sling them about? Yeah, because um, yeah, what, what, what I want to pack there is because when you take these little points hit units, I mean a guard's a good one, a, a good example as well, because you can just take like 300 points of guard and you get a bunch of action monkeys in addition, you can, you know, get corrosive. Aquila, that guy, that that one platoon commander can take a war trait and a relic for you, and actually bring some value to the overall list. I was going to ask mm-hmm. you, uh, do you bring your action monkeys as a specific thing that'll bring like a chronos Stratagem along with them, for
1: example? Yeah, one of my guardian squads is uh, Chronos, and I can sometimes throw them forward to go and deny something. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Megas, I mean, I said that she was just there to activate the rest of the GSC unit, uh, but she does have mind control and mass hypnosis. She's she can, fantastic. Yeah, she, she <laughs> can deep strike in and get a shooting phase out of nowhere mm. or turn off Overwatch or just be or like, a hey, you know I give a fight last. Yeah, it's last, you're minus one to hit. Like, she can do mm. a decent amount. But it, again, when she's doing that, especially since mind control is a 12 inch range, she's usually on a suicide mission.
2: Absolutely right, she is. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs>
1: right. Um,
2: but yeah, so it, there is a lot to it. I think uh, we'll transition to talking to Mitch a little bit. How have you come at your skew? Because you're, you're so we've got the the paradigm here of operating at the back of the meta, which is where Alex is because he's kind of at the bottom of the pile, power-wise. And then we've got Mitch at the front of the meta trying to define, stay ahead of things and not join the pack, so to speak. He's trying to be the person that people want to chase and have to allocate for. How do you come to that conclusion? How do you come to that position? And how do you look at list crafting to maintain that momentum?
0: Um. So, right, there, you know, we evolved, we're all familiar with the idea of, like, game tempo, right? Mm. And, like... Like putting the tempo on your opponent, right? To have to make to have to change the game state. Yeah. Um. I think about that on a meta level.
2: I was about to say because there is a meta, um, there is a tempo to the meta as well. We talked about this a lot. So yeah, feel free to give us a couple of minutes on that because that's it might be a brand new concept to a lot of people.
0: Okay, so like the 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 when, when I say that, I mean like everyone has to account for Drukari, right? Yeah. Period. Like, but ever, there's a bunch of other lists that everyone has to account for the Orc Buggy list. There's now mm-hmm. Thousand Suns. There's Grey Knights, there's, uh, you know, there's invariably going to be Necrons and Death Guard you have to know how to deal with, right? Like, there are all these sort of list checks that exist in the meta. Um, If you can create a skew um, that that says, hey, if you've accounted for all of these things, then you can't have accounted for me. Mm. You're creating a diametric, uh, like, question of, like, can your army account for both me and everything else. Now Dark Eldar absolutely can. Dark Eldar is a hard game. I, I there is a game into them um with the, with the list, but it is is a hard game with a with when you have uh equally like a, like a of a, a equally skilled or or you know very
2: talented yeah. Dark Eldar player. Like that's a that's a hard matchup. Well, there's there, there's literally nothing they can't do at the moment. So there's this with the right player and the right, yeah, so right it, tools, they've got them all. They've got it all. Yeah, exactly. So, so bells, that's, what a bunch of losers. <laughs> <laughs> Numpties. Ah, <laughs> trash. Trash tier, <here>, nothing codex. <laughs> but but outside of that, if you say, Okay, I'm willing to have a hard game
0: with uh, uh Dark Eldar, but everything else I can have a great game into.
2: Yeah, so you're, you're, you're essentially almost doing the same thing that uh, Alex was talking about, but in reverse. You look at all the armies that you Sorry, need to-
0: Sorry, my dog was
2: uh, squeaking a toy. Oh. I had to grab
0: it. That's <laughs> <So, laughs>
2: no problems. Um, so yeah, you're coming at it uh, at the same the same problem, but in reverse. So you're like, well, th- if these guys all have to account for each other, then technically they can't have accounted for this XYZ profile in enough density, blah, 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 blah. I, I, I would have argued that um, probably a couple of months ago, um, like you know, say just at the advent of when when you know AdMek hit the hit the um, Admec hit the the world. Your list wouldn't have survived, right? Your list wouldn't have been as amazing as it is now. Same could be said if it hit the meta, say you know when when Iron Hands was a thing, because three repulsor executioners by golly will kill every Dread Knight you've ever owned. Um, and so it's interesting sure. to see that you've re- you've come to it at this time. Because you know, GKs have come out, T signs have come out. Um, Necrons, like you said, Necron Death Guard are still a thing. But you have this kind of weird polarity between the top three, that being what I believe is Sisters, Admec, and Drakari, where they're kind of holding each other in check um, to some extent. Of course, Drakari is preeminent right now, um, but I, I, I think that is because Admec so is list- playing AdMek, the right. Yeah. Yet. That- um, and so you're coming at it like, well, I want to be the fourth party in this this three way. I would, I would inject myself into this question as a fact that they can't possibly account for each other because they're all holding well, each other in check. It, yeah? It's
0: sort of if you looked at three people playing rock paper scissors and each one always played the same thing, and you're like, well, what if I made machine gun? What, yeah, what, what if a machine gun much? worked on? on <laughs> uh, 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 oh yeah. Well, no, 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 no. It's just like machine gun worked on 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 scissors and paper. It doesn't work on yeah. rock. Fair enough. Like yep. like Dracaria's rock. But but the other two, it works really good on, and, and there's enough scissors and paper to keep rock in check that I, I can still you know go four and one very consistently. Mm. Yeah, well, like, you're, so like exactly that, right. that's you're the split other on. thing. So there's a there you have to talk about the motivation for building a list, right? I built this list because I didn't want to. I wanted to play something that didn't require a lot of models and a lot of mental bookkeeping because well, I mean this requires plenty. But like compared to a full Grey Knights army or a full Admech army, this is much less bookkeeping, um, and and that it's just easier to play. I I know that this season I'm not going to be traveling a lot. I'm just going to be playing locally at most most of my games. This is going to be fun and and competitive. Like so that's mm-hmm. what I built it to do, and it's just kind of exceeded my expectations. But like that's the thing is you don't have to build the the, the most smash mouth, you know best version of the list you know for the tournament if your goal is to have fun be like okay yeah that would be cool but what is my play style what am i going to enjoy actually Mm. fielding because it's okay like you're not going to win the tournament anyway it's probably i mean most likely and that's no offense to anyone like the majority of us don't even if you're a good player like you're probably not winning so you're gonna you're gonna go four and one or maybe three and two and you're gonna have a (laughs) great time so just make sure you have a list you'll have a great time with, because that's more mm. fun. Mm. It's just more um, fun. That's what's that's what's fun about
2: SKUs. This is just more fun. Yeah, well, exactly. And right. it's a
0: lower mental load for um game to game, so you're able to socialize more oh. and just have a better time.
2: Yeah, well, I, well if you yeah, if you go exactly down what, what Mitch is doing spot on it, it is a lighter load on the brain. And you are well, you you're also just rolling the dice. Like if you just if the AdMec guy that you play in round four knocked out the Jakara guy that was gonna beat you in round five, you know, you could just be laughing with your skew like you could just be like ha ha ha, genius big brained this this bad boy um but transitioning to talking about some different stuff here um alex in i think i think we've got some ninth edition codexes that are almost right for the skew now um and I suppose we've talked about this before, saying talking about the Eighth Edition Codex, is that by dint, just don't have a choice. Things like Tower, things like Guard, in a lot of examples, things like yourself playing the Nids. But we're starting to see more and more skewed Marines list. You know, the, the first example of that was the Marines list that John Lennon used um, and, and piloted with the um, Double Redemptor, Double Contemptor, Double Invictor. That was a skew, Alpha Strike skew. And also a mechanized skew, um, uh, Necrons, Death Guard. Are some of these codexes in a position. Hell, Dark Angels. Every freaking good Dark Angels list that I played to success was a skew of one stripe of another. I never, I never played an all rounder one. It was all either uh, abusing Bodyguard and Ravenwing, or abusing you know um, Deathwing and you know Bullcrap zero up save Transhuman trash. Um, that's a skew in and of itself. It's a jubility skew or a dynamic skew. Um, so Alex, where are some of these ninth edition codexes at? What are some of the factions that may have to consider this in the future? uh
1: well i definitely think uh the earliest two uh necrons and death guard again getting into that um death guard's thing was being durable but mm. uh it's kind of just been outpaced by the killiness of the game like hey and, look and, and i dur- got three uh, Terminators, I got exactly minus one and, and damage dur- i don't care durability. i shoot the minimum of four damage at you <laughs>
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly right and durability doesn't innately win games like it 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 does, unfortunately, for Dark Angels, but it doesn't for Deathwatch because so Deathguard because they don't have an auto fifteen secondary. Um. So yeah. so what what's kind of a skew options do they have available to them? Like is it is it a horde? Is it is it doubling, tripling down the durability? Is that an opportunity?
1: I think I've seen a couple of very successful uh, Death Deathguard lists that have been actually skewing far more to shooting mm-hmm. uh, because they just don't have speed. There is really no option in their list where they're like, yeah, no, we have like a little plug and play something that's in there that's fast. So what I've seen a lot is to, it's not fast, but it feels like it's a little faster. Is getting a lot of those terminators into deep strike, and then the rest of the army is just full contemptors and play crawlers, and I will, or even like a leviathan, yeah. and just, yep. I will deal my pain from across the board, and then I will clear mm. the gap, and then I'll place my terminators there, and now it feels mm. like they're fast because they're in your face on turn two. Yeah, Yep.
2: Yeah. not so not a lot of bad we, concept. We-
1: Okay,
0: the other way you can go and like you can see this with like the list i'm running is when you're going to go skew, skew when you start to, to consider going skew you don't have to stick to one faction you can ally in other mm. stuff to fit a theme right so if your theme is indirect fire or you know mortal wound shooting or whatever it is like there are there are usually like like as long as you're not you're playing one of the, the you know the the big 3 there are options that can kind of reinforce that where you can double down for the skew,
2: and that's a great way to look for those opportunities. Exactly right. As soon as you admit to yourself that you're in a position where you have to do this, all the restrictions are off. Like, don't don't restrict yourself saying, "Well, it, my my faction is a point where I can't contend, and so I have to." I got to consider just doubling, tripling down on a certain element. All of a sudden, if you're already in a losing position, already feeling like you're in a position where you can't win a game, anything, any other like teas and C's you would have held yourself to, like, "Well, I got to keep contagions." Stuff it. See what your list looks like without it. I mean, I'm not saying go for it. I'm not advocating one way or another. But the shackles are off. Like live, live free. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is pretty much what I'm going for. Yeah. People well, might ask like, like about maybe. Oh, sorry, maybe for your sorry, meta you...
0: noise marines, add something.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, sorry, Alex. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. That's a good point. Um, the what I was going to say is that some people might just be asking like, well, what if I run into like I'm skewing hard? What if I run into the list that uh, I know I kind of lose? to? Specifically speaking, when you do skew, you are hunting to create good matchups but you are creating some bad matchups when we're doing this we should really be saying that like you're just looking to hopefully not run into the bad matchups but that's that's the way that you're skewing you're skewing into the good matchups that are common like if if there's 50 lists that are there and you're like oh yeah i can't beat this one well hopefully you've skewed in a way that there is only one of them there i can beat the other 50 i just can't really beat Mm. that one we are looking to create advantageous matchups and the matchups that are bad
2: aren't common. Hmm. I suppose or the in my other case, way to come at the very
1: top, anyway,
2: and <laughs> I just can't beat them anyway, so whatever. Yeah, it's spot on. Now, uh, I suppose another way to come at this is if your faction is middling, or you know, mm-hmm. maybe you are playing Death Guard, and there's somebody in your meta who just beats you with a faction that is, you know, not particularly you know well renowned elsewhere. Or maybe it's just, maybe it's just something like as, as basic as like there's a Marine player who plays White Scars, you play Death Guard, and you're like, I just need to skew. So this one isn't a problem for me. Um, this one's particularly, because he, he, feels like this, this, he or she feels like they have enjoyable games or hell, maybe they're good enough that they beat Admetricari, sisters, whatever. Um, so there, there is that kind of, you look at the wider meta, look at the global meta, look at the national meta, international, look at the meta of your state, your city, your town and go as, as, as macro on it as you want. If there is a single barrier for you um, in, in your local, whatever, in your garage games, hell, and you feel like that is limiting your enjoyment, feel free to skew something that's going to make that more enjoyable, more interactive. Or, you know, if you're just a competitive player, look at the things that the profiles are in your book that will hamper what they do to you. Um, a great example, you know, white scars just take a bunch of minus one damage, or take dynamic stuff that can interact with them before they get to their super doctrine. Like take front load your damage, which is also another good way of interacting with with Drakari. I found front load your damage, try and do all your work turn one, turn one, turn two. Especially if you go first, you get two turns to try and do damage to them before they get advanced in charge, and so can start doing the same back to you and mass. Um But so, gentlemen, is there anything we? Might wrap it up there and save a bit more for part two here. Is there anything else that we haven't covered here that you've got a burning desire to, to get out?
1: Um, maybe just quickly about, I uh, mentioned about teams. Um, yep. If you're ever going to a team event, this is where you dash it will probably have two or even three lists skewing. Like if it's a five uh, player per team kind of thing. And that's because you don't have to worry about those bad matchups anymore.
2: Yeah, um, exactly right.
1: In a 1v1, you got to account for everything. In a team scenario, you can go, well, I'm not going to play it.
2: Like just just mm. keep me away from the bad stuff, your team will probably yep. hook you up, and my general rule with, rule of thumb with uh skew with skew list in teams if you're going to skew one list one way, skew a second one in the same direction um e g if you're going to take knights, take two knights take take uh, or take knights and take triple Talamon or what, or mitch's list or whatever because if you're going to skew in one way you want to push. Um, the polarity of the matchups in such a manner that if one of them will get value because there is an option that you do just get a bad matchup unless you're like you know playing an ultra ultra great ultra great pairings person is is wielding you like an absolute weapon or you're you know you have very good control over which table selection you get because that is another factor in team selection as well but I find if you're going to skew one way it's worth skewing two lists. Like for for example, a a teams event I went to in Queensland, um, probably about a year ago now. We decided to take two fly lists. Like I took, we decided we were going to take a Dark Angels fly list and we were going to take a Space Marine fly list. And because we did both, one of us always got a clean sweep, like massive victory, and the other ones were still a good Marine list. So it it did pretty well. Um, and oh sorry, sorry that wasn't two Space Marines list. I can't remember what the other one was. Um, but. Exactly, exactly. My example. If you're gonna skew one list, it's some. A lot of time it's worth skewing two lists in the same direction because you know one of them is always going to get to do what it was meant to do, and the other one can just, you know, get the points it can get. Um, all right. On that note, gentlemen, Mitch, was there anything we missed you need to mention? Um,
0: I mean nothing specifically. Just you know, if you're gonna like, there are a lot. Of the um, easiest skew for people, if you want to try, like, if you want to experiment with it, is transport skew. Yes. Um, Right. Like that's that's an easy way to to do it where, you know, basically take look at your if you're if you like running infantry heavy lists, but you're struggling to get the bodies where they need to go. Look at that list and take out about a third of the points of infantry and buy that many points
1: and transports. Mm.
2: Well, that should usually cover you compl- almost completely forgot we had don Hooson on our last episode talking about doing a death guard kind of retrospective and he said like the skew that death guard kind of need at the moment is to just go put just bunch of plague marines in transports because it's just going to go out and get you points and disrupt and it's the only way to really inject dynamics in such a density that's going to matter um so yeah dude spot on love it love it love it it, gentlemen um thank you so much for coming on thank you so much guys for listening for tuning in for supporting us um go over and you know get some coaching from alex over on the art of war tune in and support charity hammer support biff pod and support these two wonderful gentlemen who bring so much to the community uh gents anything you'd like to say before we sign out oh thanks for having me on it's been a blast wonderful Beware, dread knights, at your local RPG. <laughs> when when Mitch is when Mitch is wheeling and dealing in the scene, be prepared for some of your local guys to just be like, "Well, that's just going to be fun for me, and uh it might not be fun for you." Yeah, so when the council list, it's like everywhere.
1: nine models.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, gentlemen, take care. Love your work, and we'll go over and roll part two. See you there, guys. Please jump over and tune in uh, Art of War Down Under on Patreon or the Art of War Forty K website. And yeah. We'll have these two gents talking about a bunch of questions, talking more about skewed list, throwing up some different archetypes, so maybe some on-the-wall or fringe archetypes for different factions he might be struggling at the moment. And yeah, hope to see you there. Take care, guys. Good night. Thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under.